welcome to the Beers of Bands podcast with your host, Michael Torres. Everything you're doing is super sick and I'm so to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> I have taken the beer thing really seriously. So I've already started uh, drinking. That's okay. <laughs> I also have as well. So, you know, we're on the uh, same page. PBR, how nice is it? Um, do you have uh, an extra beer that you have not cracked yet? Uh, yeah. So to start the episodes, I usually do a crack if you want to join in with that. <laughs> okay, let me take a right. One sec. All right. Well, cheers. Let's get this. Cheers. Two. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, uh, you know, I virtually traveled back to the UK for the first time in, I think, over a year at this point, and I'm sitting down with Iona from Shit Present. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time. I know we had a little confusion with, with time changes, which I learned some stuff today about, uh, you know, global time changes between different uh, countries, but... I'm so stoked that you took the time anyways to sit down with me and uh, talk about everything you have going on. Yeah, cool. I'm excited. I'm ready. (laughs) Um, Like I mentioned, you are from the band Shit Present from, uh, I think it says online, like the southwest of England. Um, Yeah. And uh, for people that might not be aware, you guys uh, are like a pop rock, punk, emo. Uh, You dive like a lot about dive into some like serious topics on, on everything you do but um i mean for one if people haven't checked you out i know i am late to the game but also like please go check them out because they they're super sick um but iona let's start with a kind of like the easy question what do you do in shit present so i play guitar kind of badly and sing <laughs> write the songs and then I, th- I think you we're, we're also missing a couple of members that also help you out with, with this project. Um, yep. who, who are they and what do they do? Great, yeah. So there's currently three of us. We recorded this album where our guitarist also played bass. He's called Tom. So he plays guitar, lead guitar mainly. But yeah, recorded bass on this record. And then Ben plays the drums. And then we've kind of been getting friends to play bass here and there. My brother just did some shows with us. Oh, nice. Um, yeah it's like over we spent like six or so years not really doing anything um and during that time yeah our bass player you know naturally got a bit of life (laughs) going on so instead of kind of like replacing someone officially like when we're not even really sure what we're doing yet we just have been playing with friends here and there with like different bass players uh well that's awesome that you're still able to you know keep this going and you know kind of shuffle in people as you need and then it's also nice to hear that like you know, in some, like, music scenes, they're always, like, very short on the amount of players that they have that play, like, a certain instrument. Yeah. So it's nice that you have, seems like a good, like, Rolodex of uh, bass players mm-hmm. to come in and just, like, fill in for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a really nice thing about the UK, like, music scene is, like, you end up just knowing everyone. All Every band just knows each other and helps each other out. And, you know, you end up, like, playing in each other's bands and projects and stuff because nothing is far away, you know? That's true. You get to uh, America like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially like here in in the states where, um, well, so I'm I originally grew up in a different state, but we were all like pretty spread out for our like considered like local scene. So you'd only mm-hmm. have like a handful of people in one city, and then the rest of the people would have to be, we're usually like three, or so hours yeah. away. So that makes it difficult. I know some people did pull it off with like filling in and being in each other's bands, mm-hmm. but. Um, having that closeness of just an abundance and, you know, having such a tight-knit scene does really add up a lot. It is really nice, and it's easy to, like, take that for granted, but, yeah, we uh, we currently, the three of us are all in different cities, so Ben's in London, Tom lives in Bristol, and I live in, like, a smaller city, like, an hour and a half south of Bristol, right in the southwest, called Exeter. Okay. 
it's a bit of a nightmare, but you know. Awesome yeah. Time. I mean, well, props for getting that done. Um, as as we you kind of mentioned, there was that uh, like six year lull of uh, yeah. not really doing anything. Um, and that came after the first two uh, releases that you did, the first two EPs. Yeah. Um, for people that aren't aware, uh, you started out with the self-titled uh, Ship Present mm-hmm. in 2015 and then Misery and Disaster in 2016, which I went through and listened to those as well, trying to, you know, get fully prepared for sitting down. Oh. And those still, like, those hits still very hard. Like, they, they're still oh. super sick as well. Thank you so much. Because, uh, like, one thing, and we'll kind of dive into it when we get to the, the record here in a second, um, is I feel like you really don't hold back on your uh, your content that you're you're writing about. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of, and you see it in the new record, too, like, there's a lot of just, uh, you know, past uh, relationships and, and issues like that, and then also diving into, like, kind of your self-awareness as well. Um, and like your, your mental state and stuff. And like, I think that's really cool. Cause uh, you know, some bands, I feel like, uh, how do I want word this properly? Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the bands I listen to, which ends up being just like Midwest emo, uh, dudes just doing their thing. They're always, it always seems to reflect as like more about a relationship issue rather than most people that are like, most people aren't doing self internal like um songs about like about what they're going through like mentally um so i thought that was really nice that you you know are willing to put yourself out there in that light oh it's nice to hear i mean it's like yeah like a self-analysis like coping strategy isn't it which i think is like i almost thought that's kind of like the cliched songwriter thing isn't it like to help you like deal with the things you're going through I definitely think it's like I write when I'm writing the songs I'm not ever thinking anyone will hear it it's not like the that's I think you know what kind of makes it quite embarrassing for me anyway like putting music out compared to maybe other artists like mm. it's it's very like oh <laughs> like it's, it's yeah brutally honest and not necessarily like how you end up feeling about a situation or yourself like when you've written the song you're just like grappling with whatever I mean, that's my my process anyway, like grappling with whatever it is that I'm going through and it helps me make sense of that. And then you're like, I feel entirely different about that situation or whatever, but you know, the song reflects that time and yeah. And then, like I mentioned, uh, Misery and Disaster came out in 2016. Obviously there was this, mm-hmm. this six minute, six year lull before this new record comes out. Yeah. Like what, obviously pandemic and chalk up for like, a couple years of of that six years but like what mm-hmm. what was the like the hurdle that you had to come over because i know oh, yeah, um, yeah. in like the little write-up that you sent um it kind of talks about you know taking three years to at least write the first the first song off this new yeah record. yeah yeah um like kind of what were you going through yeah. at that time well i mean i'm gonna be maybe brutally honest and maybe i'll regret this in the future but um basically what happened to me was we released that ep in 2016 and i think it was that year or the next year that I went on this like solo tour of Australia and like was like it felt like things were happening and I was really good and I basically like my good mood just went up and up and up until I had a quite a full manic episode like a quite a clinical issue and went to hospital and like during that time I wrote this album <laughs> that I thought I don't know if you like have you know friends or you struggle with this stuff yourself but like during a manic episode lots of people do like create lots of stuff that feels insanely like meaningful and then it just turns out to be trash and that's Mm. kind of like what happened to me i wrote this album and i was like you know i was really off my rocker like playing these songs to like the hospital staff and being like you know um just thinking that this i'd written this amazing album and then kind of like the year and a half two years where i was like kind of coming to terms with that episode i've been through i was really embarrassed of these songs i'd written and like i'll I was just like kind of I'm gonna put this side of me away like this part of me that thought I was a good sort of like enjoyed writing songs I just lost touch with reality like for a bit with my song and with my songwriting so it just took me like a long time to feel like comfortable writing again I guess and then like that that the first song on this record was like 
I just kind of moved out of my pa- parents' house again. And like, sorry, this is like a little bit heavy, but we're just we're just getting right into it. Yeah, I um, love it. And then yeah, I was like playing around with the, the like opening riff of this record and just feeling like it just like you know came like okay, I'm just gonna do this again because it's such a shame to like let that thing that happened like affect me for years. Like I I really enjoyed playing in this band and like it happened really naturally that we wrote those EPs and like maybe it's time that I you know start writing again and so yeah then it just like over the next maybe year and a half two years started writing and it was just happening naturally and then it was about when we were going to start putting a record together that the pandemic hit so I think it accounts for all the time it was like two years like going mad and covering and then like two years writing two years pandemic and then we recorded so like it six years sounds like such a long time but to me it was like it's very like filled right yeah, that's yeah. why I mentioned like the pandemic at least accounts for a part of it, so it's not like as yeah. as yeah, it doesn't seem as big. Um, but like, I mean, you saying this and putting it out there like as as someone that's like a uh, obviously I, I listen to a lot of music. I I try and stay up to date with some with stuff. Um, it adds a whole other element to all these songs, and oh. <laughs> I, I feel like like you're you're. I know how we t- like talked before, like this is your first style of doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it will, for a lot of people, you saying this will connect it even more. And uh, I'm sure you'll find even more people like finding a whole nother meaning behind everything and, and wanting to connect with it in a whole nother way. Yeah. So well, I've been kind of like in two minds about talking about that period and like what happened, because on the one hand, I think this album's like quite set, like, like you say, I'm quite, it's quite, um, what's the word? Like just very obvious, very um, direct, like, like the mm-hmm. lyrics are very like, what you see is what you get. So I think that first song is very much like, here's a song about having a mood prop disorder, you know? So for me to then going around like talking about it, it's kind of like letting the music, do I let the music like speak for itself or do I kind of want to talk about that? I, you know, I haven't kind of decided yet, but we're, we're trying it out <laughs> with the first intuency. Yeah, so it's nice of you to say that. Yeah. Um, obviously, just kind of jumping right into this record, uh, it comes out May 5th, so by the time mm-hmm. this episode comes out, it's going to be a week or two until it fully comes out. Um, it's called What Still Gets Me, and I think it's a 12-song, it's your debut LP, first LP, um, which I know for a lot of people is a big deal just to write an EP, but to you know come up mm-hmm. with 12 songs or more and drop it down to an LP. Uh, congratulations for that. Thank you. Um, the song that we're we're talking about here, which is the first song off the record, is is cram the page. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so far with this album, you've released three singles. Mm-hmm. Um, you've released "Fuck It," "Voice in Your Head," which is the one that I found you uh, off a playlist from, and then uh, "More to Lose." And I gotta say, like, even those first four songs, like listening to this full album. Like, I'm hooked already, and then every song after those four just keeps building and building, and, like, nothing... I'm trying to... Um, like, I wasn't let down with the next song at all. Like, this was a, such a fun album just to listen to. Oh, I mean, you. obviously there's some darker moments in it, but it, it was a 10 out of 10. Like, this is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I sent it to my mom. It's funny that you say that. And, I, and then I was like, what do you think? And you was like hard to listen to i was like oh what i thought it was like in my head i just like it's just like embarrassing pop punk crap like what do you mean mom you know and then i realized like the content is like yeah it's like raw and dark at times yeah yeah like it's it's definitely one that um really has like that punkness to it where you can just you can just put it on on like a playlist and just like when it comes on just jam out to it and then it's also a nice record where you can sit back and just let the lyrics flow into you and just like feel things uh if if that's if that's what you're wanting to do like it's got something in there for everybody that's really nice thank you yeah um obviously like i mentioned you've released those three singles so far mm-hmm. um what's the response been on those i mean those are your first singles in six or seven years mm-hmm. yeah, you know what i don't know i've been wondering this like what like i don't know how much well, I just don't have any frame of reference, you know? So, I mean, I don't think I'm surrounded by a lot of people. Like, my friends, like, don't 
no or care really like not not that they don't support me but I'm not like it's not like I'm like got a lot of people around me like this is really good or your song's really good it's just like I guess like the it feels like people have listened to it judging from just like Spotify but like I, I don't know I right. really don't know what the reaction's been like um yeah <laughs> No, that, that's that's totally okay. Like I said, uh, I found you from uh, Voice in Your Head. How did and you find it? So I was, so I, I try and stay up to date. So I, I have like the new release radar, like playlist mm-hmm. that I check out like every week. And that cool. was one of the songs. And uh, mm-hmm. funny enough, since that time, since I've, I've we set this up, um, it showed up on a few different playlists that I've checked out. Um, so I, people are have to have come across it in some okay, way great. Form, well yeah if you're telling if you're telling me the response is good i'm gonna yeah. take that at face value. that sounds sounds like it's going well then yeah it's it's going very well this like i said this whole record's super sick um i'm trying to think i do have like a couple things that i wanted to bring up obviously like we kind of mm-hmm. talked about you are not one to shy away from you know heavier topics in 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 your songs uh like this record specifically i feel like you cover um elements of heartbreak uh some shitty sketchy relationships um mm. and then obviously your internal struggles um specifically like in in voice in your head where it's kind of like a it's like an in, it's your inner self like singing to yourself is what <laughs> i took it as um mm. which i thought was super cool to do it that way and i mean that song just rips um it's thank you obviously I've t- i mentioned it a couple times i think it's like probably one of my favorite songs off this record um so yeah yeah thanks i mean it's like that i wrote that one was quite maybe one of the sec the second song i wrote so it's been a few years and you start it's funny like the process of writing a song like that i remember feeling like what you just said like oh maybe this is like an interesting narrative like maybe thinking about this from being the internal monologue being the writer is like an interesting way and then two years later i'm like oh it's just such a like it feels cliched it feels like embarrassing you know and it's um it's nice to hear it still like you know it can be received that way that it is like an interesting kind of flipping the the like songwriter being that not because there's right. a few but yeah, yeah. Like... uh no yeah it, it definitely still works and like it, it, I don't think it was until like the second listen through that like I fully realized like oh this isn't someone singing about like you know being like in the voice of someone else's head it's it's their voice inside their own head singing <laughs> to them um, and it took me a little bit to, to figure that out but once it did and it clicked I was like okay that's really cool to do it that way yeah. and you know like I mean again just putting yourself out there in these situations to write about um especially like i have uh i wrote down here like what still gets me across the line where they're they're angsty and you can just go with it but when you sit down and listen to it like talking about how like uh uh i think i lost the line uh like it like they were just a friend it wouldn't wouldn't happen to them or something like you you wrote in there i feel like um but yeah, like, I think I know the line you mean. Like, it's a, the friend that goes too far or something. Yeah. Is that the line you mean? Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, just, like, putting those out there and, and you know, like, n- not a lot of people would do that. And, like, it... Really? Well, yeah. Like, I've, I've seen it done a couple times, I feel like, but not, like, I don't know. What is it that you mean specifically that I, that... So... Put out there? At least, I, maybe not what I'm listening to normally. I don't normally hear like, uh, like a like a song like "Cross the Line" coming through. Mainly because I will admit, like a lot of the emo stuff that I listen to is all male fronted. I guess mm-hmm. so. Like, that's not something they would put out there. So hearing yeah. it from this other perspective, um, from your point of view, kind of mm-hmm. adds more. Because like I know Heart Attack Man, he put out like a, a single, um, kind of like. Uh, kind of similar to that but it's calling out like a lot of people but it wasn't as raw i would say when you like fully look at it where his is more like just like calling these people out where yours is like actually from a point of view where of someone who may have gone through that 
if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that it's nice for you to mention that song because that song crossed the line as like one that maybe felt like a bit of filler and didn't we didn't know if we'd put it on, but there's something about that again that like so that's like songs about um, you know when like a man has like crossed the line with you or whatever, taken something too far or made you feel really deeply uncomfortable. Right. Instead of it being like about going through that, it's about how it feels to like talk to that person about what happened it's like kind of um yeah so it's slightly different than just like this happened to me which is what i've heard this is what my what my friend georgia who sang on the record was saying it was just like it's nice to she said anyway it's nice to like hear it be about that that particular struggle of like this is my friend that hurt me this way so i'm not gonna like throw them in the bin or like anything i just i need them to know and i want them to learn that this wasn't okay and like it's really like it's a really difficult thing from being the person that it happened to to do to like face that do you know what i mean so it's like yeah. it's nice that you brought up that song because yeah it's not it's not like the hookiest song or anything but it does like the the lyrics like i was really proud of those for like how much they reflected that situation i was in you know having to like talk to my friend about that it was yeah uncomfortable <laughs> um also i think recently i noticed uh you you've been playing a, a few amount a good amount of shows recently um, we've been trying trying <laughs> yeah. um, how are these songs coming across uh for a live setting obviously you're in the uk i probably won't be able mm. to see this anytime soon until you do that u.s tour who knows what's going on i hope so yeah. <laughs> uh but like what's what's the the fan response been you know i think it's been good again i don't really know i mean like i think for us like having not done anything in so long we're just so like chuffed that anyone's there or like there's anyone singing along it just like it all feels really nice and exciting and um i think having this like few songs that we used to play for quite a few years now having this whole like new record that we can play they're really fun songs to play live they are like um yeah they have a lot of energy don't they they're like quite like loud guitar loud guitars big big choruses like they're, they're really fun to play um, I'm not sure, you know, how much other people are enjoying them, but certainly we're like really enjoying playing them. Yeah, they're definitely good. Like, like I mentioned, like they're good punk songs that would would kill live to see. Um, you know, in any setting, I feel like whether mm-hmm. even like listening back to it, like they're they're ones that you could just put on and just kind of just jam out to um, because of what you guys are doing. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope we do come to the US. I'm really down. Like, if we can find the time to like kind of book the really dodgy DIY tour where we lose money, that like I really want that experience. Like, I don't. I'm not really about like waiting for this great support or anything. I think like they, like to kind of go off like messages from people and just like try and book something. Yeah, a little bit shit would be really on brand for us and just like kind of come over and see what happens. So I hope that we can do that in the next year or so, like a couple of years. That'd be that'd be tight. If it does happen, you have to let me know, and I will make sure that Please, I'm if you can help us with the Minneapolis show. Yeah, <laughs> I'll help you out. I'll get you a place to stay. Like we'll figure it Thank out. Great. <laughs> uh, so I kind of want to shift real quick to this mm-hmm. album art for this this record. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, it's a great picture for people that haven't seen it. Um, it's a you know a younger child playing playing on the drums, just having a rocking good time. Um, I know I saw like the post on the Instagram of uh the same uh child like kind of rocking out while you i think you were playing uh the drums kind of switching roles but yeah. who is that and like why why <laughs> did you pick that for the this this album cover so that's my little niece um and i think like <clears throat> i was just really struggling with what to what direction to go with for the art um but that picture that I'd taken, which just felt like such a special moment, it really captures her like lost in playing the drums, like shaking her head, her hair everywhere. And it was like a, um, yeah, just a really nice like afternoon I'd spent with her where she was rocking out. And I just was like, okay, that's a, that can be a starting point. You know? And then me and my friend Kay, who helped um, like put together the first two um, cover, album covers as well, the EPs that we made. So it was like, um, we just played around for an afternoon with different things and like uh, those are some some film pictures I'd taken of like the n- like neighborhood it's like a like in the countryside like where I'd grew- grown up so we kind of like just played around with 
with it until that that came out and yeah i was kind of happy with it yeah it's 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 such a great photo um and just like the filters that are on it to kind of mend them all um just work very well uh is she also the one that we hear throughout the record like talking about like wanting to go to the beach no (laughs) no that's another like um friend of mine's kid i mean i wonder what i do have to like worry and consider like how these kids are gonna feel when they're a bit older (laughs) um but that's my friend's son and yeah that like he just yeah screamed the whole way to the beach about not wanting to go and then of course when we got there he had the best time of his life and it just really reminded me of like you know the, the bipolar struggle you know just like dreading the thing that ends up being the thing and just yeah it was really it was quite cute. Yeah, I, I I definitely enjoyed those little touches uh, of throwing those into the, like the end of the songs, like you, because they they fit well. Like you're talking about how like you know the bi- bipolar struggle, and then they're just happen to be on the song that like kind of just is kind of going over that. So uh, mm-hmm. it was a nice like back to reality style moment of you listen to this song, and then it's like oh right like you don't want to deal with this and then a few songs later like you're just talking about like going to the beach and then like kind of vice versa Mm -hmm. um also uh with this record too i know there's plans to do a vinyl release which is up currently up for pre-order um uh i mean obviously the first two eps are on vinyl already as you know i just do a podcast so I, there's no, i'm never gonna have like a tangible like record like what's what was that initial feeling like getting your first ep on vinyl like do you remember that yeah i mean it was net like we were making that first ep to just be demos for fun like there was no sense of releasing it and then i think like our yeah my friend our friends who run that label specialist subject asked to hear it and we're like let's just put it on vinyl and i was like what <laughs> It's like absolute crap that we recorded at home. And then they were like, yeah, just get... So it was just me and the drummer. And then we just got... um, Tom, yeah, recorded the guitars from his bedroom. And my friend played bass from his bedroom. And then we just like pressed on vinyl. And it was just like uh, very unexpected and very cool. And it's the... So they've just been up for doing... We're up for doing the second EP. And then with the album, I had to like check, you know, after bunch of years like are you still up for like doing or are you interested in doing this and yeah they're just they're just great friends and really supportive and up for it especially subject records bristol uk okay yeah because i think i saw the the first eps are on like their third or fourth pressing at this point i see that right is that right i don't i couldn't i think it sounds about right they i mean they were out of press for years and then andrew was like go on then let's get the new press (laughs) if we're gonna do the um album that's Which pretty amazing. Nice. It's really though. nice to play yeah. shows and have them to be able to have all the records and you know sell them again. Right. Yeah. That's that's amazing. That's something, especially like talking about like the first EP that was just going to be demos, basically just for fun, have now gone to third and fourth pressings on vinyl. Like, who would have well, thought? We don't know how many the press each pressing was probably like fifty. <laughs> We don't I'm need to sure. get into those numbers. You yeah, just say yeah. third or fourth pressing, yeah. like that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you want to look at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thousands each pressing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's two thousand for each <laughs> pressing, worldwide sellout. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what. So with this, like I, I mean, I've kind of brought up a few different topics about this record, but obviously from like your point of view, if someone hasn't listened to it yet. Like, what is something that they should be expecting or possibly getting out of this record if they check it out? I mean, I, I, I don't know. But I think, like, the people, if anyone's going to like it, it's going to be the the slightly unhinged or, like, like it's not um, necessarily what I'd call, like, a cool record. I don't think my songwriting is, like, very... Um, breaks any breaks the mold like it's not it's kind of more about if you're going to connect with the stuff that I'm singing about maybe um, if you're looking for that kind of experience like listening to that kind of music so like guitar distorted melodic punk kind of stuff which like um, and you want to like yeah uh, relate to the lyrics I think that this is could, could potentially be something for you but 
I think there's like so many bands like that you want to listen to because they make like the music is nice to have on and maybe interesting and cool and that's not <laughs> I'd say that it's not probably not for you if that's what you want do you, do you know what I mean yeah um so yeah I don't know we'll see I think I'm gonna learn like I don't really know what it is that I'm like trying to do when I'm writing these or like releasing this I don't really know how it will be when people hear it or anything so I think I'll have a better answer for that maybe once I know you know how <laughs> No, yeah, that, that's totally fair. Uh, like like I've said, th- this record rips, and it's super good. Um, if you're, li- like, just kind of bouncing off what you're saying, if you mm-hmm. like fast-driving, hard-punk, hard melodic, uh, this record will be for you. Um, I, I mean, I live in a house with a bunch of punk dudes, so, like, we mm-hmm. would just turn on shit and just, like, let it run. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely see this, like, going into uh, the queue at some point. Um, cool. It's like it's been fun to listen to. I think I listened to it just getting ready between the other day, yesterday, and today. I probably listened to it uh, at least a solid ten times. Um, and hey, I, I was not. To it more than anyone, <laughs> and uh, I I was not. You know, sometimes when I when I prepare for for these and I have to like listen to stuff by like the second listen, I can kind of be like a little drained and have to give myself a break. Uh, I just let the I just let this like keep looping through like I I was hooked and I was just like jamming out so that's cool I mean that's what you want really isn't it that's probably what I want to hear is like yeah. someone who just yeah like liked playing the whole thing and wanted to hear it again that's really nice um, I'm gonna I haven't I I think I brought it up in one of the most recent episodes but um, the festival question that I have is mm-hmm. let's say you know you're going up to a festival whether it's uh, i think you guys have like slam dunk uh you know if warp tour was there there's always the line of people waiting to get in um you go up to them and you're like hey my name's iona i'm in this band called shit present check out my band what would be like the one song that you would try and play for them while they're in this line to get them to check out your band okay well, i I just want to say I would never do that to anyone, <laughs> but I will play, I'll play the game, but I will not, I would hate to force this upon anyone, but if someone was up for it, I guess, I guess I would play them What Still Gets Me, the title track, yeah. but what about this? I think it's like four minutes 50, so I'd be really holding them hostage, and it's probably a little bit, like, triggering so, yeah. for any woman, <laughs> so... Maybe I'd play it to a man. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, I... Honestly, any one of these songs, if I was in line, you, you got me. Whether I'm sitting there listening to the whole song, listening to part of it while the line moves, um, I'm sure you would have quite a few people that would be very interested in checking out Shit Present. Um, I appreciate that. I do think I've got to work on my confidence around this stuff because it, <laughs> it just does feel like, you know... It's, it's hard to tap into that. Like, so like, you know what? This is good. I should be, like, shouting about it and showing people. I don't have that feeling at all, and I'd like to work on that because it's nice to hear that you'd be up for it. Yeah. Well, you know, like you, like you mentioned, this is the first of what I hope is many interviews that you'll be doing for this record, uh, and, you know, you've had the this, this six to seven years off, so... You'll 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 get into it. You'll you'll shake off Thank those you. cobwebs. You'll be right Thank there. Thank you so much. I like this is turning into like a bit of a therapy session. <laughs> God knows I need it. So thank you. Uh, well, I, like I've said, this this record's great. I'm so happy that I was able to sit down and talk with you. Um, before we kind of transition, um, are you? I, obviously, we kind of talked about like you know hoping to do a U.S. run in mm-hmm. in the future. Do you have any plans for? doing a little uk run for this album Mm -hmm. yeah we there is the idea to do a little run of shows um but what we're waiting on and i'm sure he won't mind me saying is tom our guitarist is a trained train conductor oh wow on a great western railway gwr and he doesn't have his rotor yet for the next few months so we're just gonna figure that out once we know but um yeah, we'll definitely try and do a few shows, like maybe the month after it comes out or something. Oh yeah, with uh, with like a tour in the UK, 
obviously, you know, the UK itself is, I think, how is not like super big, you know, obviously compared to like the US. Um, if you were to yeah. do like a full US run or do compared to like a full UK run, like, how does strategically, how do you have to like plan a, a run? Do you still stay like the, the south of the UK or like how, like, what? as yeah, me and, being an outsider like how does this work for you yeah i mean it's funny isn't it when you're from the place you take like to glasgow like or is you know the, to scotland from right down in the south all the way to the top it probably only takes like six seven hours to get to the hot like all the way across the uk like i've been joking about why don't we try and do a uk tour in like two days just <laughs> as a fun stupid thing um but I don't think anyone was into that idea. They think I think it was a bit stupid. But um, yeah, probably just try and get get the whole breadth of the country over like four or five days. Okay. Um, it's really yeah, not. It's just not too far, is it? Yeah, like that's. I mean, so I, I grew up watching like a lot of Top Gear and stuff like that. Obviously from they're from the UK, <laughs> um, and I just remember like the the challenges where they would have to like drive across the UK, and it would only be like yeah, like you're saying like six hours to get from north to south yeah. um yeah which is crazy you know growing up in the states where literally from where i'm at right now to where i grew up i'm five hours away and that's a completely different like state and and yeah. like i'd have to go south and like that's crazy that the same distance or same time frame would be most of the uk yeah um, yeah well we so. started a tour like a weekend i did with my other the band another band i play in and we like the first show was Glasgow. It was just like three shows, Glasgow, Newcastle and Sheffield. And, you know, we're all based down here in the South. And like, we just drove up the first morning to Glasgow and played the show, like, to, you know, which is the other end of the country. And then the other two and then home and everyone went to work the next day. And <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, that would be a lot nicer than like, I've been on, on uh, a couple tours where like, we had to drive like eight hours in between two different cities. Um, so, you know, it would be a lot cooler if like a yeah. lot of that stuff was a lot closer and, you know, not have to sit in a van all day with a bunch of like mm -hmm. sweaty dudes, but yeah, that's what I mean. I can't, I can't wait to experience it. It's <laughs> It'll be a fun time. I hope so. I hope <laughs> it happens. It'd be cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we, we start to transition, um, this is obviously beers with bands. Mm -hmm. I know, I know you, you have a couple beers in front of you there. What are you drinking mm -hmm. on this fine Saturday? Well, I'm glad you asked because I, I've never drank this beer before. Um, so I don't know if the people that are into beer, what they're going to think, but it's a Brewdog Lost Lager bought by, we played in Manchester recently, my, and our friend Kieran, who put on the show, bought these, I think. So, um, I don't know. That, have you ever heard of them? Brewdog's I, big, right? I've never heard of them. Um. Are they but, UK? <laughs> I don't know anything about beer. I think they're possible. a UK company. Yeah. But anyway. but how is it? it? It's good. Okay. It's good. I'm enjoying it. I have a really poor taste in beer, if that wasn't clear. So, like, the shittiest lager possible. As soon as it gets, like, hoppy and fruity, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> so, um, this is, like, a nice medium. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm having a good old uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Nice cold Oh, cool. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah. You know, can't go wrong. You've got bad taste in beer as well. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, like, I've started to get into, this past couple times we've gone to a brewery, because there's, like, a lot of breweries in the Twin Cities, and, you know, it's a big thing in, like, the U.S. market, but the past mm -hmm. couple times I've gotten, um, like, a fruity sour just to, like, try it. Like, because I had one and it was okay, so, like, every once in a while I'll get try one and then it's usually just doesn't hit the same and i'm like i'd rather just go to a gas station pick up pbrs and spend way less money than being at this brewery. don't take the risk never yeah. take the risk to try something new <laughs> it could be worse than the that shit is true. That you've been drinking you know yeah but yeah uh pbrs are the lifeblood of this this podcast so <laughs> okay Oh yeah, I, do. I mean, we. I went to like the fest a bunch of years in a row, and that was all you drank there, right? Yeah, uh, I have yet to go to the fest, but I've. Yeah, that's all I hear is just that's Sponsored like PBR. by PBR. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Well, I'm familiar. Yeah. I think I still like a PBR. It's been it's been a few years. But... Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you went to fest? 
quite a while now. I think like, I went to like first seven and eight. So I think oh, I was wow. like 18 and, or 19 or something. I was really young. It was years ago. And then I went, um, wait, I can work it out. I think I went the, we played, I played in the f first band I played in 2021, 2020, something like, no, sorry, I can't. <laughs> That's not right. It's 10 years, like t 2010 or 2011, something like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a few different bands from that have played fast on and like, they're all like, Oh, you need to go. And I have friends from the twin cities. I go down and play and I've just never been. And I mean, you took the time to go all the way from the UK to go to fest. Uh, I feel like mm -hmm. I should just man up and just go down to fest since I'm like, like, I don't know, do man. You know, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Was it an enjoyable time? Well, yeah, but I was like, you know, a teenager and getting absolutely wasted and playing in my first ever band and having the best time. Okay. I think like now I'm old and tired. <laughs> I don't know that. Um, you know, it'd be the same. Be the same. But, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Whatever happens. Uh -huh. Um. Well. There's the little beer segment. Now we're going to transition into the later half of these episodes, which are always mm -hmm. my favorite part of the episodes. Okay. Um, these are the storytelling part where... Yeah, I'm a bit worried about this. I'm trying to think, like, rack my brain and see <laughs> if I've got anything to tell you, but let's let's see how it goes. Yeah, or basically, we just listen to some stories from your time in music, whether it's shows, tours, time recording. Um, as I normally say, they can be anything horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between. Oh, well, and I just have to pick one, just like think of something funny that happened. I'm just the, not sure that. The way I normally think about it is yeah. like, uh, think about like the stories that you and your friends always talk about or reminisce about. Um, that's that's why this podcast even started was because me and my friends would tell each other the same stories all the time, and I was like, we need to listen to someone else's stories for once. I see. Right? Can you give me one of yours first, or do I have to? Uh, yeah, I, I can. Let me see what I got. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've if there's anything I haven't mentioned on the podcast yet. If not, I'll just reuse one. Uh, okay, so yeah, I I for sure told this one on the podcast before, but we were this is just a, a good old drunk show story. But we were going down to play in um, a different state, and it's it was probably like a six hour drive to get there it's us and our friends going and uh we're all packed in the, the 15 seater van you know going down but me and one of the other bandmates who were of age are sitting in the very back of the van uh because this the state that we're going to has different open container laws than the state mm -hmm. we're from where their law is basically if it's not in arm's reach of the driver you like are good to go and we're in the yeah, back yeah, yeah. back of the van yeah 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 so we each have our coolers we cross the the state line at like one o'clock and we just like we're just chilling just drinking beers in the back um we get to the the house show that we're playing and we don't actually play till nine and we've been at this point it took us like three hours to get there from the border so we've been drinking for three hours um and then we're like, okay, like we need to go get food. We get food, come back. The show went great, but I was where the merch table was, and I was sitting was also like a fridge of just free beer behind me. So I was just, you know, mm -hmm. going for it. Uh, there was a bunch of like cigarettes that were just like full cigarettes, not like buds, being put yeah. in the tip jar. So I was just having like a wild time. Um, <laughs> this story does not end well for me uh i don't know why i'm telling <laughs> this one i'm gonna show you in a good light i can't wait to find out <laughs> uh but basically i just got to the point where uh i for sure i think i'd already planned i was not driving the van that night um but like i was trying to get into the back of the van and i couldn't get the doors to shut and i kept telling someone like hey can someone like try and get this, this door to shut like i can't get it well my legs were still hanging out the back of the van as i was trying to crawl in and so i was sitting there just smashing this door on my legs oh, God. um i don't i didn't feel it the next day so that's a plus mm -hmm. i definitely felt hung over but uh i didn't feel like the door hitting me um so i like to tell people i've lost to to, to the state of missouri twice and that was one of the times mm -hmm. yeah 
Okay, I see what you're saying. These, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely got far too high to be playing, to be like, okay, playing so many times. Definitely was my first ever band. I don't know if that's, uh, but what the nature of that means, you, it's hard to remember exactly what happened, you know? It's right, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I guess in your case, someone told you you were smashing the door into your yeah. leg repeatedly. Yeah, that was not fun. Um, but on like the other side of like on a less crazy story, uh, we were driving. We were just leaving California, trying to head back to the Midwest, and uh, we were going through the desert, and our AC went out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pull over at a, like a rest stop. We're trying to fix it. Uh, we're just having a miserable time. There's there's six of us in the van, yeah. and it's brutally hot out. Um, and we so. We couldn't get it fixed for whatever reason. There was, like, a crack in the line. So we just were like, okay, screw it. Like, we're all just, like, in our shorts just driving, like, basically as trying to stay as comfortable as we can on this drive. Mm-hmm. And we come up against, as, as we're, like, on the other state, there's this other van in front of us with a trailer. We're like, oh, maybe it's, like, a band also, you know, like, that mentality. Mm-hmm. But it was um, a college um, girls football team i'll say football because you're in the uk i respect that mm-hmm. soccer for yeah, the yeah. u.s yeah, people yeah, thank you appreciate uh, um and they're as we're pulling up they're all like laughing and having a good time and then they look over and just see us miserable as can be just all <laughs> sweaty and then they immediately just like turn forward and just like stop laughing as we like pass them and just keep going um I, that that one's always kind of funny but that was like one of the worst moments just not having ac in the oh. desert what are they laughing at? Well, I think they were just having like a, a, a good time in their van and then they realized that we were not having a good time and they were like, Oh, this is this is reality. You bummed them out. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like all the stories I have like are from this period, yeah, like two thousand nine to I played in this band or played bass in this band called Great Cynics for like five years. And um yeah, we just it was just like the most chaotic lack of organization, like so embarrassing. Like, I don't know how we did all the things that we did. Cause we were just like kind of putting, you know, that thing like young and just putting the band before everything, trying to work when you're home, mm. stoned constantly, losing everything, constantly, like losing the merch, losing the money, having to go back to the venue out, you know, all of that stuff. But like, I'm just trying to think of like anything, you know, it was just, chaos i can't yeah i'm struggling to think of like any particular moments but i'm sure they'll come to me and then uh, like with shit present i think we've been kind of like quite well oiled you know there's nothing nothing crazy has really happened yet yeah. we'll see <laughs> um well here i'll give you this prompt uh okay. since since the birth of shit present to now mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. would you say is your favorite moment of this project Oh, it's a very interesting question. I mean, probably, like, the one that comes to mind is just the first show that we played after six years or however long it was, was last year in Manchester, and it was at this, um, it's called Manchester Punk Festival, and it's, mm. like, just all the your friends' bands are playing, and, like, all the people that like this kind of music are there, and, like, I, my friend Kieran had said, um, that, you know, it's been so long since we've played, and we've only ever released these two EPs, I just was, like, just make sure we're playing the smallest like room possible yeah like re- please get trying to get the reassurance like you know no more than like 100 people like and then he told me that we were playing in the small he told me what venue we were playing and i was like is there a small room as well because i know that venue is quite big and he was like yeah 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 there's like a small basement room i was like great and then we get there and he's like yeah you're in the big room and i was like oh like i, I was so nervous to be playing again and um the room was full and people sang along and like the, it was like we have one quiet song called melbourne um which i play on my own the first half of the song and like hearing people like sing along to that when it was just me singing like i i don't know if i've ever had that experience before and it just felt like the, yeah very special to like have that out of being like so scared and not really wanting to even be there playing i had to like have a big talk with myself on the way home like you know people it seemed like people were enjoying themselves and like for me to be so like embarrassed all the time and like kind of what's you know self-sabotaging this project all the time right is a bit of maybe a mistake <laughs> that's awesome that 
you know, first show back, you have a, a packed room and yeah, everyone's it was so insane. responsive. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that was a really special moment. Um, yeah, I don't think shit hasn't, I don't really feel like we ever did that much, to be honest. Like, we... Yeah. Yeah, we had this one, um, we did a European tour, we did a couple, few UK tours, but yeah, we, we haven't actually got a lot of experience, really, I don't think. You know, we're not one of those bands that have been chipping away at it for years. This is quite all quite new in a way, even though we're, like, old and we, the first EP came out in 2015. Yeah, and that's that's totally fine. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, I, I guess one question, and I usually don't delve into this just because mm-hmm. you know it's been so long. Obviously, first EP came out in twenty fifteen, um, but you know we're we're almost ten years removed since then. But mm-hmm. the name Ship Present, yeah, we're, we're, like why why that and where did it yeah. come from? Why the fuck did we name <laughs> it Ship Present? It's a really good question. Um, and again, I don't really remember why I thought that was like funny at the time. Cause like, um, yeah, it's hard to say now, but it's kind of, you know, like with every, anything, I remember thinking like, well, you just get used to whatever shit you give people. You just name a band anything and people just like get used to like sonically how the name sounds or whatever. Yeah. I think it's something to do with that. And I think I was also like telling myself this story about what, like, like something about guilt and like, you know, like if you say like you're being given something and you have to be grateful but you hate what you're being given and it makes you feel like someone doesn't understand like there's this whole like guilt about being given something that is not like doesn't make you feel i can't i can't really know but at the time i was like this really represents me you know i had like some sort of deeper feeling and like also that it's like a double entendre of it being a shit time is what i liked about it but no one has ever ever thought of it that way or kind of so it's like it didn't really work that i was like whoa like stoned probably at the time we're like oh, that's so clever like it's the shit present times <laughs> um so yeah it's kind of it, I, I quite like though that we have a really stupid name that will probably like hinder any success potential success like lots of people might not check us out because of the name and i'm kind of okay with that i like that it's like maybe you had to get past the name to get into it it's kind of like a yeah. special thing in a way you know <laughs> well i i think it's uh kind of like tying into that like um or it, or it could do the opposite where like it really hits hard and then it blows up and you're like oh fuck like we're we're like a giant right now like why did we pick this name because i think dave Grohl <laughs> uh did like an interview and he's like i didn't think foo fighters was like that good of a name and now we're doing like world tours and we're fucking called the Foo Fighters. Like, what the fuck is a Foo? <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of funny when he did that. Yeah, no, I can imagine, but yeah, I think like I, I definitely don't have like regrets about the name in terms of like the I it if you I kind of think about being in a band and playing music and like doing something creative is like it's all just a bit stupid and a bit fun and like yeah. silly and like just like just it's a thing to laugh at yourself about and just like try and enjoy so like having a stupid name and like the better you do with a stupid name is like it kind of adds to like yeah we did this like with a really weird band name that's kind of that's true it's kind of sick but yeah yeah, i mean it's really like one of those names people love or hate yeah lots of people hate (laughs) (laughs) well i also like the like the like the tagline that you do i think might be on the band camp or i can't remember what social media i saw it on but it's like another shit band uh, I put that on our Instagram the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just thought it was like a good tie-in for for all of Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that thing of like you are just one of like a sea of fucking bands on unit. Like it's it's trying to be like self-aware or something, but you are just another shit band that's <laughs> just you know trying to release some music and see if anyone likes it. Right. Well, I mean, you guys are killing it and. We, we everyone that's listening loves it not likes it loves oh, it it's really nice yeah but i mean i don't know like 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 i've said multiple times and like i just said like shit present is is doing great things like this album uh one very stoked for you uh and the dudes for you know first lp first release in, in uh six seven years but i mean it fucking it hits it jams it's so good Thank you so much. Yeah, um, I know we kind of mentioned uh, potential tours and stuff like that, but if anyone's looking for 
uh, merch, music, or just shit present in general, where can they mm-hmm. find that? We have a new shit website, www.shitpresent.com, baby. Everything's there, I think. I need to learn how to use it, but um, yeah, I think there's like some merch and the album there for pre-order and stuff. Or Instagram. We aren't allowed to have a Facebook page because of our name, so <laughs> don't look there. But everywhere else, we've got yeah, socials and stuff. Wow. Facebook fucking up, man. Uh, no, fuck Facebook. Yeah. I think this is my theory because I was like, after six years, when I was getting logging back into everything, like logging into our emails after six years, and I was like, I swear we had a Facebook page. Obviously, <laughs> if you start a band in 2014, you have a Facebook yeah. page, right? But it's gone. No, it's nowhere to be seen. So this is the conspiracy: is I think Facebook took out our page because of the because of the explicit content, and that, I and then I tried to create a new one and it said no. So. Wow, yeah, Facebook fucking up, man. Anyway, but, yeah. So go follow them on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter, yeah. and you know uh, I'll have all those links below, depending on where you found this episode, whether it's Facebook. If you found it on Facebook, hit the links and then go find them on not Facebook. <laughs> um, but if it's if you're on Instagram or Twitter, hit those hyperlinks, and uh, stay up to date with everything that Shit Present has coming out. Stay up to date and be ready for the UK uh, tour dates after this album comes out on the fifth, um, and be ready for you know uh, maybe EP three, LP two, uh, and what else, uh, whatever else they have up their wheelhouse. But I mean, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your Saturday to sit down with me and have a couple beers. Thank you for helping me get through my first ever interview. I really appreciate it. You know, you you did great, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm stoked that I was uh, was able to help you out. Awesome man. <laughs> um, well, like I said, go follow Shit Present on everything and stay up to date. And uh, I'll catch everyone on the next episode. See ya. I wanna be sane, but I wanna let go. Is it a matter of time before the next episode? Best night of your life and wishing it would all end Can't be good to yourself, let alone good to your friends Taking your time and looking after your health
Okay. 